0: Green Team Academy Podcast Episode 70. If you've been putting a ton of time into working for the planet and wish that you could do it more and wish that you could get paid for it, then you're gonna love this interview with Lisa Yi Litzenberg of Green Career Advisor. Hey, are you ready to make a positive impact for the planet? If so, then you're in the right place. My name is Joan Gregerson and I am an eco-nut. Thanks for joining me today. And don't forget to head over to the greenteamacademy.com website to pick up plenty of other resources to help you on your way. And with that, let's get started. Oh, hello there, Green Team. Hey, um, really excited to share this interview that I did with Lisa of Green Career Advisor. But before I do that, just wanted to pop in and give you a couple updates on things that I'm working on for you. One is the Earth Week Summit, and the other is Saturday Morning Lives. So uh, let me tell you about the Earth Week Summit first. Um, I'm super excited about this for a bunch of reasons. It's April 13th to 18th. Last year I did the first annual Earth Week Summit, had no idea what I was doing, winged it, and I got so many positive responses. The only thing that I wished was that I'd figured out how to let more people know about it. So that's one thing that you could help me with too, is if you know of people, especially in this time when we're not so sure if it's a great idea to be getting together in person, this is a virtual summit. And so that's something that you can hop on with your friends, but everybody be uh, remote so that you're not uh, at risk or creating a risk. So it's April 13th to 18th and the the theme is grassroots climate action teach-ins. It's six days of two-hour sessions, and there's a really exciting part of this that we just pulled together, is that uh, in addition to having these live sessions together, we're also providing a way that we can be part of something called UN-75, And what this is, is that it's the 75th anniversary of the United Nations, and they are doing a global consultation. So going out and asking people, what do you care about? And what do you think should be done? And then they're gathering up all this information to present to the United Nations um, 75th Assembly, as well as to present to other decision makers, like members of Congress. So that's a pretty cool aspect of it. And the the other thing is that with the theme being grassroots climate action, uh, what I wanted to do was bring together people that are out there doing things. So, you know, it's, it's hard to know if our world leaders are going to get this thing figured out. So what if they don't? Well, what if we could? And so that's what all the different folks that I have lined up for you here are going to be talking about what they're doing around zero waste um, diversion, around renewable energy and um, farmers markets and urban farms and oceans and plastics and, and animal sanctuaries, all kinds of ways that people are finding that the environment is personal to them, they're getting together and they're making a difference so that's what this is going to be about it's going to be super fun where we're going to have time for q a after each of the three presentations most sessions are going to have three presenters like 20 minute presentation and time for um, q a as well as time for q a at the end so it's going to be a fun experience so we're, we're spanning the whole realm here from grassroots, climate action, all the way up to informing the UN and other decision makers. All right, so definitely grab your seat for that. I'm not sure how many people are gonna be able to fit on these live sessions. So definitely reserve your spot now. Um, And the other thing that I wanted to tell you about, you can just go to greenteamacademy.com to find the link. Uh, But this is my Saturday masterclass. And uh, this is a little bit different thing than I had been doing before. What this is now is live. It's Saturday morning live. So it's kind of like Saturday night live, except with only one comedy writer. And uh, the focus is going to be uh, how to make a huge eco-impact fast. So if you've been like, you know what, I want to get something started and either I don't know where to start or I've tried something and I keep hitting roadblocks or I can't get anybody interested then this is a time to workshop those together. So what I'm going to be doing is telling you, so we're first going to talk about the, you know, find out what it is that you're working on. I'm going to go through the best practices from the empower blueprint. This is what I'm writing this book about, um, those best practices. And then at the end, I'm going to tell you about my new coaching programs and courses. So if you want some more support, you kind of thinking about maybe, uh, figuring out ways to work together, then you're going to get all of that in the Saturday morning live. All right. So with that, thanks for hanging out with me. And I'm so excited for all these cool ways that we have to work together. And with that, I'm going to turn it back over to my recorded interview with Lisa. Hey, Green Team, welcome back. So nice to be hanging out with you again today. Today's podcast interview is a really special one. You know, A lot of us feel very passionate that things need to change and we need to get this thing turned around and we're spending time outside of our regular jobs to work on this but if you're like a lot of people you might be thinking well what if my job was working on this how cool would that be and that's what i've been thinking about a lot too and as i've been talking to lots of you different people have been bringing this up so I wanted to to bring somebody that can help us think about this transition. And so today's interview is with Lisa Yee Litzenberg, and her company is called Green Career Advisor. And so Lisa is in a very unique spot out there where she is bringing not only all the, the expertise of how to get a job, but also her background in, in specifically in sustainability and in the environment. And so it's really going to be uh, a really valuable interview. And maybe this is a way that you can take your skills, maybe get a job and then go to that next level of starting your own thing once you've kind of worked this thing out uh, in the real world. All right. So with that, I want to... Uh, just say, hi, Lisa, and thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Hi. Happy to be here.
0: Awesome. So right now you have this this uh, business, as Green Career Advisor. But tell us a little bit of the backstory. What brought you to this place? How did you I think there's a lot of people out there that do HR, there's people that do sustainability, but you have a really kind of interesting overlap of the two.
1: Yeah, so... Um, I'm kind of a unique career advisor because I started I have a background in natural resources and environment from University of Michigan. And then my first job out of college was working with National Wildlife Federation. So I had a lot of different roles with National Wildlife Federation over a 12-year span um, where I was first working on endangered species conservation work because that's what I was super passionate about. And um, I ended up getting that job from some of the volunteer work that I did in internship work. Um, So I think that's highly relevant to what we're talking about today. Um, But I started off doing grassroots organizing work on endangered species issues, on Great Lakes um, conservation work, um, and then some national initiatives as well. Um, Gained a lot of experience. Um, But it was really you know, toward the end, over 12 years, I was really lucky to do a lot of different roles at National Wildlife Federation, got to sample a lot of different um, types of roles. But um, at the end of the 12 years, I ended up um, getting laid off, which was kind of a shock. So it kind of forced me to um, kind of reimagine my career, where did I want to go from here? from a, something that I'm super passionate about, had gained a lot of skill sets. And so I think what I want to say is like the process that I um, took in order to try to figure out the next steps, which is what maybe some of you are thinking about in terms of your careers, how can I get from my career here to doing um, the next thing that you know might be different that I want to do so I basically took some time to think about what were the things that I was most passionate about you know I had four or five different roles at National Wildlife Federation many of them that I love but there were pieces I found that where I was just kind of going along with my career and doing some of the tasks that you know maybe I didn't enjoy as much and so it was a perfect time for me to sit back and kind of reflect on what were the pieces that I enjoyed most um, about my work at National Wildlife Federation. And that really was the mentoring of students and women leaders in the environmental field. And so that process made me think, um, what kind of job could I get in the environmental field where I could mentor more students, more women leaders in the environmental field? And then I thought of a career coach and then... I also thought, okay, um, that's great, but who would hire a career coach in the environmental field? And so then my next step was thinking about what employers would hire for that role. And then I thought University of Michigan because they have a nice um, environmental natural resources sustainability program. That's where I went to school. And then I envisioned that position. There wasn't a role that they were hiring for I had even on the staff at that time, but I kid you not, within two months, the position appeared in a job posting and I applied for that and and got that role. Spent 10 years working in the um, School of Natural Resources, it was called then, at School for Environment and Sustainability, leading the career services. Uh, And then after about 10 years, I launched my own private practice. So that's kind of how I got here. Wow. So this is
0: so cool. So for everybody that's out there listening there, you just gave us so many different tips about how to go through this process. And I, I'm a big believer in putting your vision out there first. And you just showed that in so many details to, and to give ourselves the, uh, the time to to think through, like you said, okay, what are the things that I really love? What are the things I don't like so much? And how could I, how could I make that my career? And then it seems like you manifested that job at the university of Michigan and then taking that on to then start your own business. So, yeah. So that is, that is so exciting. That's really, thank you for, sharing that whole process. I think that right there gives it kind of in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. So um, what what do you think, Lisa, are some of the things? So a lot of people that are listening, they are folks that have experience in some other area, uh, a lot of corporate jobs, maybe working for government, um, schools, something really kind of unrelated what what would you say is like the first step that people would take if if they're they're in that position now some of them are recently retired some are you know just focusing on that and they want to make this transition to to getting to a place where they do have a job working in the field of sustainability somehow
1: yeah i would say i mean that's similar to the process that i just described just reflecting, taking time to reflect back on all the different work that um, you've done and what have you really loved doing, what have you been passionate about doing, what are you good at doing that you would like to bring forward in a new role. So I would say making a list of those skills, the things that you're good at doing and that you enjoy doing, and then trying to think about what type of role in the environmental field you know, might hire me for, for the skill set that I have. Um, But you might also think about what environmental or sustainability challenge am I passionate about solving, right? Because you want to bring your talents and time to a place um, doing work that you're really excited about doing. Um, I would also say, you know, if you have no experience in those environmental or sustainability areas, those are areas where you would want to build some experience in. So through green teams, if you're able to do direct work on, let's say you're excited about solid waste management and you want to get plastics, you know, get rid of plastics or work on the plastic pollution issue, um, perhaps um, some of the project work that you t- your green team takes on might be to improve plastic recycling, you know, at a school or wherever, your your local city. And then those are things then you can add on your resume because it's, you know, a lot of the, what I'll be talking about later, what I call universal job skill sets, which many of you may have already built through some of the work that you've done. Um, Those are great, but employers are going to want, green employers are going to want to see hands-on experience that you've had um, in those applied um, environmental fields, whether it's you know, plastic pollution management or other sustainability projects or water issues, you want to demonstrate some experience in that. So volunteering is a great way to add that um, to your resume. So
0: you're saying there's really just two pieces to focus on. One is get some relevant experience in the area that you want to tackle. And as you said, that's pretty easy to do. And, you know, yeah, start your own green team, go volunteer, be on a board, a citizen's advisory board, something so that you start getting that hands-on um, knowledge and expertise and something to put on your resume. Uh, and then the other is uh, what you call the universal job um skills. And
1: yeah, so should we talk about that? Yeah, let me add two quick things before jumping Here. into universal yeah. skills. Um, I would also add the other things that people can do would be to then actually look, go and find some um, green job postings that might excite you. So as I was using the example of plastic pollution work. So if you're finding a, a job posting, uh, working on plastic pollution, really look at those job postings to see where your skills match, and then very importantly, where are your skills gaps, right, education and or skills gaps. So that will quickly tell you what's within your reach, you know, maybe you just need to take, you know, a class or two, or maybe it's just, you know, gaining some relevant experience in that field working on these projects. So um, looking at actual job postings, I would highly recommend as a concrete step where you can really um, see in a concrete way where your skills match up and where you need to gain some additional experience or skill sets. And then lastly, I would say take time to find real people who are working in those jobs. So a lot of times you can go on LinkedIn. So for those of you who are active on LinkedIn, you can join... You might find some solid waste management groups or um, pollution or recycling groups, or you know, find those groups where you would have relevant professionals in that field. Um, as members. And then once you're a member, you can use it as a menu of ideas for job titles and companies that hire for those types of roles. And then you may even be able to reach out to some of the people who are members of that group like you and set up an informational interview to learn more about that field, that position, and that organization. So those are two things I wanted to add.
0: That gives a very, um, as you said, a very concrete step for people to do. And again, it's not just like, oh, I want to work in, you know, saving the the rivers. Mm -hmm. It's not just kind of this general idea, but you get into a river restoration group and start seeing what the job titles are, where they're working, Mm -hmm. what kinds of projects they're doing, and job postings, if they come up, and then doing informational interviews. So that's another great step. I think it also helps with that kind of manifesting that vision type of thing. If it's very broad and murky, you are less likely to believe in it. But once you know, like real people that have these real jobs, it's like, okay, I can see myself in that. So on all levels, it kind of paves the way for you to
1: get there. Yep, and starting to build your professional network right as you talk to these people, they may be the ones who tell you about positions that open up in the future. So, Right.
0: So do you want to um, you want to share your screen now and show us what you're thinking about with um, the universal job skills? I think this is an
1: interesting idea. So this universal job skills that I referred to just a bit ago is something that I developed when I first started at University of Michigan in the career service office, trying to understand what were the top skills that my students needed to have in order to be competitive in different fields. So I basically looked at hundreds of different environmental and sustainability jobs across all different sectors, nonprofit, corporate, consulting, um, government and, and others to, to try to figure out what were the common skill sets that I would see over and over in these job postings. And so I came up with this list. Um, there's seven different skill sets that I call universal skills. Um, and many of these I was referring to earlier that, you know, maybe people on this um, webinar would see that um, you already have many of these through some of your professional work. Um, But there, I also talk about ways that you might be able to demonstrate or gain these skill sets. So, for example, like the first one would be communication skills. So that, I would say, number one, you'll see this everywhere, strong communication skills are valued highly by green employers, and I would argue by many employers (laughs) across the board. So both written, um, strong written communication skills um, that can be demonstrated through report writing that you've done, newsletters, brochures, press releases, perhaps um, dissertation or thesis work in in school, and then also social media, perhaps, like if you're writing content, verbal communication skills would be things like um, having conducted public presentations, maybe you've had some teaching roles informally or formally, And maybe worked with some media, maybe if you're involved in media and communications, having worked with radio um, and TV or print interviews, for example. Um, But communication can mean other things, too. The ability to communicate within and also outside of your organization. So if you can demonstrate a lot of the work that you've done um, there, that's also part of communication. Um, Multidisciplinary team experience, a lot of employers are looking for people who have the ability to work in teams that have, you know, many members with very different skill sets than your own and being able to pull everyone together to collaborate on those teams. So that's important to demonstrate. Um, Interpersonal skills are more of a soft skill. So um, the ability to build strong, effective working relationships with others, maybe Building coalitions or bringing on maybe new partner organizations you've never worked with are ways that you can demonstrate that. And um, then there's management skills, looking at um, anything from, you know, project management, people management, developing the vision for a project, ability to adapt um, to change that may happen uh, on a project, managing your time, budget development. And fundraising, for example, are some skills. So again, many of these I I would envision that um, some of you already have developed these skill sets. Leadership, um, the ability to show initiative. So leadership roles that you've Taken on, that can be in the working world, but it can also be with like a green team, right? So if you're the leader of a green team or managing multiple teams, that can demonstrate leadership, but also like showing initiative. So that's a little bit harder to demonstrate, but somebody, most employers like someone who doesn't wait around, you know, to figure out how to make things better. So it's somebody who maybe sees a problem or a challenge, and takes it on, um, you know, makes a process more efficient, improves a program, whatever it is, they show initiative, not necessarily having um, someone have to tell them to do that, but they take it on themselves to make something better, showing initiative. Technical skills, that's very individual, I think, to the position. So that one, I'd say just look to the specific job postings that you're interested in, and then find out what sort of technical skills, software, et cetera, that you might need in that field. And those might be areas where you might need to take a class or two. Um, Analytical and problem-solving skills are also highly valued. The people who can creatively solve challenging problems, um, but also do analytical, perhaps data analysis for, for some positions too. Um, So those are the ones that I wanted to highlight as universal job skills um, that that are highly valued. So if you have some of these, that's great news. If you don't, you know, there are ways um, you can look at this later to see how you might demonstrate that or gain those skills.
0: Lisa, this
1: is brilliant.
0: Don't be fooled because it's two pages long. This is distilling all the research that, that Lisa has done by going out and reviewing all the different job postings from green organizations and all of her experience into a very concise thing that you can just start right with this and take this up and uh, level up your, your resume by going through this. And yeah, I would say most of us have a lot of these skills And so then it would maybe just show a couple little bits here and there maybe with the technical skills that maybe you go take a certificate um, Mm -hmm. program, you know, to get a certificate in a certain area or something like that. Um, But I like especially some of the things you had in there, Lisa, like leadership Mm -hmm. slash showing initiative to to kind of bridge that because there's probably a lot of us who – didn't you know we didn't manage like a big whole division but we might have taken something on and um been able to show oh i helped you know them go from this point to this point took on a big project saw a need Mm -hmm. and um, really made an improvement so this is this is really brilliant and this is just so everybody that's listening knows this is from uh, lisa's website which is greencareeradvisor.com and then Lisa, there was something else that we were going to look at on your website as uh, well. Yes.
1: While we're yeah. while we're sharing your screen. Yes, yeah, so hopefully you can see this, but this yeah. is um there are a couple pages from Green Career Advisor, my website that I wanted to just demonstrate that these are all free resources. So Um, things that may be helpful to all of you who might be considering a green career. So there's a bunch of articles on green careers and skills that you may need, um, but also things like how to make a really good LinkedIn profile or um, how to research salary, right? So if you're looking to switch careers and not familiar with what the salaries may look like in a different sector or field, Um, There's some great resources on here that show you um, how to research uh, salaries for different positions and then negotiating salary, especially for women on here. I'm a big proponent of that. So many women are getting paid less than their male counterparts and negotiation is a big piece of that, you know, understanding a lot of people may not even negotiate their salary in the first place. So like, if you're getting a job offer, that's the time when you have the best power to potentially negotiate for a higher salary level or better benefits for yourself. So there's some very good resources on that, that I highly encourage you to look at. Uh, And then There's some additional resources as well. Um, If any of you later on are interested in in working um, with me at the top of my website pages, there are always the click here so that you can schedule a free 20 or 30 minute session with me to tell me what's going on and how I might be able to help. Um, So maybe that's something for later. And then, um, also wanted to show you my top 50 green job posting sites. So if you're looking for places, good places to find job postings, because that's half the challenge, I think, where do you find all these great green and sustainability jobs, I've compiled a a list of the top 50 that I found um, not comprehensive by any means, but a very good start at looking at um, where you can find careers that may interest you. So be sure to take a look at that as well.
0: Again, this is another amazing resource because I I found Lisa by reaching out to her on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, and we we did a chat and I had no idea that there was one place that had a, a list of job listing of green job posting sites. So again, I think a lot of times we get into this kind of thinking in the environmental work, that we're nagging people, (laughs) that we're bothering them, you know, it kind of gets like, oh, nobody wants to change. I'm so passionate about this. Uh, You know, you start kind of losing hope. So I think when you see something like this, where you see, wow, there's 50 different sites where they're posting a bunch of different green jobs, that Mm -hmm. can really be motivating and hopeful. I know it was for me when I saw that um, as well. And so what would you say, Lisa, just kind of wrapping up, um, you mentioned that if anybody is interested, wants to to hop on a call with you, that they can find the link right there from your site. Um, do you have any other tips or any kind of last things that you feel like we we might have missed, other things
1: you want to make sure that people know? From your volunteer work, you might think about what are the transferable skills that I'm gaining that I can put on my resume? Um, Those might be things like coordinating volunteer teams, um, organizing events perhaps, uh, perhaps Mm -hmm. uh, managing multiple projects. Um, And I would say that applies to both perhaps the green teams and other volunteer work that you're doing, but also maybe balancing between work your professional work and your volunteer roles that you have show that you have the ability to manage multiple um, programs in your, in your um, work life balance. Um, But perhaps also some of you may have done some grant or fundraising work to help fund these projects or maybe developed a partnership with corporations to help fund some of this. So those are important to put on there. Um, And then, you know, just the, you know, as you get started with a green team, just developing the project, the vision, um, the goals, the work plan—perhaps—and those are all things that are can be, you know, put on your resume as well if you hadn't thought about those.
0: I like that. I just found like I'm as big of an advocate for green teams as I am <laughs> by by giving people that idea that you know, if you you have some gaps, that. Let's say you gave yourself a year, because this is something important to know, like the, the green team that I started at Congress Park, the environmental nonprofit that I started in Longmont. I was with that for two years in Longmont or um, in Denver for just about a year. So I think a lot of people are worried that, you know, if you start a volunteer project, it's just going to envelop your life and suck all of your energy. Um, but you really don't have to do that one thing forever and so thinking about this idea like yeah what if we just did what if I just started a green team we worked for a year and see what we could get going Um, because a lot of times it's just having that person that will start it that really builds the momentum and so then you could by the end of the year you could you could demonstrate all those things that Lisa just said of taking initiative balancing your different priorities, um, helping coordinate events, getting partnerships, writing some grants, that would be really phenomenal experience. And, And the other thing I think is really interesting that we can learn from Lisa is how you can make that next step. So let's say you're in, you know, you're working for somebody, you take those skills and get to a job that's closer just exactly what Lisa did, um, working for the University of Michigan in the career counseling in the natural resources area. So that was like, so close to her passion, right in her area of passion. Mm -hmm. And then thinking about then the next step, because maybe then you want to work for yourself. Maybe you want to start your own business. Um, Some of the folks that I've interviewed, some of the other podcasts that might be interesting Mm -hmm. to listen to is the one with Van of Compost, Colorado, Mm -hmm. or Becky Migas, who started the Be Green events. So they each had, they did the same thing where they took their passion, they worked for other people, and then they went to that next step of starting their own. So seeing this as a bit of a progression that you can work through. Get some of those skills when you're working for somebody else so that you can then take it and make it exactly like Lisa has done, the green career advising. Um, I don't think there's many folks out there that are doing exactly what you're doing. And this is a real, um, really great
1: resource for for all of us out there. I've been getting more and more inquiries from people from all walks of life who are wanting to... um, switch careers to something that's more meaningful that um, in particular helping the environment so that is deeply and personally inspiring to me because we need all the people we can get you know frankly we have so many complex environmental sustainability challenges from biodiversity loss to climate change to plastic pollution etc it's just inspiring to see that so many people are interested now to come forward and um, change careers even late in life you know my personal view is it's never too late to make a difference and to to make a change
0: well thanks so much for joining Um, and again it's um, lisa yee litzenberg at greencareeradvisor.com any last little tips or anything else to share as we're signing off lisa
1: Yeah, I think just one last thing, um, something that's in the works, I'm going to be developing some online courses. You know, I'm getting, as you said, there aren't too many people (laughs) in the field doing this type of work and I'm seeing greater and greater demand, which really excites me. So many people interested in green careers. Um, So my next step will be to develop some online courses. So look for those in the future and hopefully um, those will be helpful as well to help people think about next steps into green careers. So,
0: all right, well, thanks so much. And I think, yeah, we'll, um, you know, if there are people that are out here listening, if you have a chance to contact Lisa, maybe if there's enough of us contacting her, that would be enough for her to start her uh, group coaching program or an online course or something like that. So we can, um, you know, develop these, these resources together because we all know that for, for this massive transformation to happen, really a lot more of us need to jump in and, and do this with as much of our time as, as possible. And this is a great way to do that. All right. Okay. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was our pleasure. All right. Well, thanks, everybody in the Green Team out there. And remember, the time for action is now because there is no planet B. See you soon. Bye. Bye, Lisa. Bye. Well, that's it for another episode of the Green Team Academy podcast. Remember to check out all the resources to help you make a positive eco-impact in your community at greenteamacademy.com. Thanks so much and see you right back here soon.